Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. I just got off an amazing podcast session with Josh Nelson, and we talked about some amazing stuff. You're not going to want to miss this, where he talks about the origin of consciousness. It goes way back, but then also talks about how to help people who have never had an awakening experience, the best practices to prepare your mind to get to a point, and then awesome tools you can use to enhance that and then what does it really mean to wake up and what do you do with it then so the big question is this with over 10,000 different species of mushrooms how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild grow them at home or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. So Josh, <clears throat> season two of Curative Mushrooms podcast is all about waking up. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about waking up out of bed, like to go to work. I'm talking about like spiritually waking up, awakening. Um, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. But what does it mean to you? What does waking up mean to you? It's a loaded question, but I would say the simplest way that I could answer the question is waking up from the illusion. And to me, the illusion is the fact that, at least what I've learned, is that all human beings are spiritual beings, right? Meaning we, we were spirit before we were human. And when we come into this life, we have a memory, right? And the moment you're born, memories start accumulating, right? And then mm -hmm. people start feeding you memories, like right. the sky is blue, this is a tree, this is this way, right? And then society tells you the laws are this, the government operates like this, right? And they've create, they literally create this world Mm -hmm. that you believe is reality. Right. And I believed that my whole life because my parents taught me this is the way it is. I went to school. I got good grades. I did what everybody does. I went and got a job. I made money. Mm -hmm. Pay your taxes. And, you know, and we all just do what we think. But then I started realizing one day life is so amazing. I mean, look, you look out in the universe, right? Mm -hmm. And I think were we given life to live like this and as I went and studied I realized that I was asleep you know I realized that this reality that was created was an ego mm -hmm. right like my mom named me Josh mm -hmm. what if I grew up in another country what if I had different parents what if I grew up in China with a different religion versus you know here I was born a Christian yeah. So I thought I had to be a Christian because I was told I had to be a Christian. Right. But what if I grew up in China and I was the same person, but I grew up with different parents that taught me different beliefs and a different culture. My personality or ego would be completely different than it is today, even though I'm the same exact person that I am today. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So when I realized that there's this thing called an ego, mm -hmm. I woke up. Because yeah. you realize that it's an imaginary character yeah. that's been created and that, holy shit, I can create yeah. 
yeah. any kind of me that I want, and it doesn't have to be based on what society tells me or what my parents tell me. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean exactly. Like, you know, for me, when I woke up, I didn't understand the ego thing. Like, I've, I've heard of people talk about it. Mm -hmm. But when, when that happened to me, and I basically, I felt like I died. Like, my ego was dead. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was reborn. That's what happens, though. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, honestly, it's like life-shattering for some people. For me, because I was taught that religion was the way and that I have to be this way and I have to believe yeah. this or I'm going to go here. And it was like a lot of fear, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And when I woke up, I felt like everybody lied to me. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. you, you kind of go through that phase, yeah. but then you come to the conclusion that no one lied to me. They're all asleep and they're in the illusion so much, mm. they don't even know it. Mm. So they're just playing along like I was before yeah. I woke up. So I had, to, I had to, you know, I went through a depressive part because when you wake up and you're the only one, you know, it, it's hard to talk to someone that is so deeply rooted in the illusion or the material world, right? Believing that they are the body, you know, we're not the body. The body was just something we chose to inhabit in this world to have this experience. Right. You know? So what does it actually mean, though, to like to wake up like to... Like someone that has no idea that's watching this right now, and they're like waking up. Like I, I, it's something. They hear us talking about there's something going on there. Mm -hmm. But like I know it's really hard to put words on stuff, but like what does it actually mean to be woke up? Like what does it mean? It, there's really no way to describe it, Oliver. I mean it's. It'll happen to someone when it's supposed to happen, right? So if someone was like listening to this right now and we're talking about waking up and they're not ready to wake up, mm. they've probably already tuned out, <laughs> right? Because they don't have any interest, they're right? It's ready. like people that are listening to this, in order to wake up, you have to have an interest in there's got to be more to this. Mm. There's got to be more to why I'm a human and why I'm in this experience. See, I don't even call it like being in life. Like we're in this experience for what? Mm. I'm not here to just work a job and make someone else rich and right. be a slave. Yeah. And because that's really what people are. I mean, if you think about it, if, if people want to know what does it mean to me to be asleep, it means you get up every day and you go to a job you hate, you drive a car you don't like, you take vacations that you can afford, but not really where you want to go. Um, you provide a life for your kids that's, you know, whatever, because that's all you can afford to do, but you really want better for your kids, right? That is a shitty life. Mm -hmm. That to me, that's being asleep and that's settling and not realizing that like, look out in the universe, man. Look at how amazing, look at, the, look at how trees grow. Look at how flowers grow. Like people don't pay attention to these things anymore because they're so wrapped up in, I've been told I have to go work my job. I have to pay my bills. I have to, I have to pay my taxes. I have to do things a certain way and be a certain way and live up to a certain expectation in the world that people don't even pay attention to the fact that, look at the fact that you can take a little seed and it can become a huge freaking oak tree. 
like I sit and think about things like that. Like that is amazing to me. You know what I mean? Waking up is waking up to all of that and realizing, wait, why have I been paying attention to all this stuff that's meaningless? Mm -hmm. And looking at nature and looking at the the way things work and and trying to figure out what am I here for? Like, what can I gain out of this experience, you know? Now, I'd like to talk a little bit about... um like before you woke up, right, you were, I think there's like a, at least when I think of waking up, I feel like it's connecting with something spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do you mind to talk about, now this is gonna get a little bit deeper than what we've been doing, but like God, okay? Mm-hmm. I think this plays a big part in waking up. So what's your, like, how do you view God now? And maybe how did you view God before you woke up? And then how do you view God now? So I'll tote the line on this one because it's, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough conversation to have, you know, especially living where we live today, you know, in Dallas, Texas, the Bible Belt. You know, it's, it's to me... To answer your question directly, God is so much bigger than what I ever imagined before. And before growing up as a Christian, I thought God was pretty big. You know, I thought he created the world and created me and had a purpose for me and all these things. But I thought God was some entity, like some material entity that I could envision is like sitting on a throne because the Bible describes God as a materialistic God. Mm-hmm. Meaning it, it is a, a being, it's a form. Well, a form only exists in the material world. In the spiritual world, there is no form. It's all energy and vibration and, and color. You know, it's mm-hmm. all, all of those things are the, and, and again, those are things we can't even see with the human eye. You know, different color spectrums and, and everything is vibrating. We don't see those things with the eye because we're in the material world and we see everything solid in its solid state. Right, right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So to me now, God is everything. Like to me before, God was this being, right, where it, it's like everything was contained in this form that I had to obey and worship and bow down to. And it was like this judge you know, sitting on this throne somewhere, like an actual entity that I would meet someday. And I look back now and I'm like, that was so fear-based. That wasn't love. That was, I, I was obeying because I was afraid because I was told I have to or else, you know what I mean? And when I woke up and I realized, you know, and even the Bible says this, like yeah. once, once you understand and you wake up, you'll read the Bible totally different. The Bible is not, I just think the Bible is taken out of context mm. because if you, if you have what's called the philosopher's stone, you can read the Bible and it, and it's actually very powerful. Mm. But if you read it as a story, cause it's the Bible story. If you read it as a story, like you're a little child being told a story and you actually believe everything in there is real Mm -hmm. versus metaphysic, right? There's there's the metaphysical world and then there's the material world. 
If you read the Bible from a metaphysical standpoint, which is even how Jesus taught in parables, right? They're giving examples in the real world for what's happening in the spiritual world. But if you read the Bible as a metaphysical book, as a real book, and you actually believe that this really happened in real life, to me, that's, it's hard. it got to the point where it became really hard to believe that because we are in a physical world and there are certain ways that the physical world works. And a lot of the stories in the Bible are examples so that we can relate to things in the world to understand deeper from a metaphysical standpoint. Most people never go to the deep metaphysical level of the Bible. They just stay on the surface yeah. and they try to understand the scripture in the physical realm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So when I was religious, I just believed everything as, you know, uh, I just had to believe it with faith, you know, because I was reading a story in the Bible going, well, how does that happen in real life? Like, how did Jesus take this loaf, you know, and feed, you know, these thousands of people? Like... I can't take a loaf right now and do that. I don't know anyone in the world that can do that. Mm -hmm. I was told I just have to believe that Jesus was the only one that could ever do that. And, you know, even though you weren't there and you never see it and you're never going to meet anybody that was there, like, you just have to believe it. Yeah. But then when I started going into the metaphysical side of my study and just getting out even beyond the Bible, because if people realize that the Bible is taken from all other books, nothing in the Bible is original, not one thing. It's all taken from other books, you know, but it was repurposed and it was repackaged and it was turned into what it is today. <clears throat> so, it, were you able to wake up by just doing studies of, and reading things with this open mind, the Philosopher's Stone? as you call it, were you able to achieve like a moment where you woke up through that or did it take something more? It took, you? it took me getting to the point where I started meditating. Meditation. Yeah. Reading the books sat, started to satisfy the mind because in religion, the, my, my mind was never satisfied. Mm. I was the guy always questioning things like, like, like Noah's Ark. So you're telling me that every animal walked across the ocean from everywhere on the planet to get into this boat? Like, I, how do you, I, I don't, like it, I know we're laughing and I don't want to offend anybody, but to me that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Like, you know, it, it, it just, it got so hard for me to where my mind was never satisfied. And again, I think some people are more conscious than others, not that they're better than others, that just didn't satisfy my mind. Mm -hmm. Some people can be told that and they'll just believe that and they're okay. They can go on with life and I'm totally cool with that. I don't judge anybody. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much everybody in my life is a Christian. They're my best friends and I don't, I don't judge them for what they believe at all and that's why they love me. Yeah. You know, And I don't expect them to judge me either because a lot of Christians do. Oh. If you're not a Christian, they think you're going to hell and that you're a <laughs> Satan worshiper. Yeah. And, you know. But it's like people see the value that I add in my life to people. You know, and I just believe, I, I believe that everybody is God. I believe the tree is God. The tree knows how to grow. Every tree has its own genetics, right? Something is doing all that. That is, that's intelligence in all life. Yeah. That intelligence that's telling the tree how to grow 
told my body how to grow and that same spirit is in me, it's in you. Mm-hmm. But because we're in this reality and we have a brain and a physical mind, we have memories. Yeah. Why would God create all of this yeah. and then inhabit its, his own creation yeah. and, and want to know everything? That wouldn't make any sense, right? You couldn't have any experience because you would have already had all those experiences mm-hmm. because you're God and you created all that. You would have to create something that you could go into with no with 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 no recollection of who you are. Like video games. Right. See, the goal to me, Earth, is the school for us to rediscover that we are God mm-hmm. and to realize that this is all an illusion. Yeah. Because then, like now, I don't really take life that seriously. And people would say, well, that kind of sucks. No, it doesn't, because you're unhappy because you take it seriously. Mm -hmm. People that take life seriously, they're miserable because they think they have to fit everything into this life. They think, like, like people that are religious, most, well, I wouldn't even say religious. I I would say the Western religions because they believe you live and you die and that's it. You get one life. And then your afterlife is based on this one life. That's ridiculous. If and you're if, being if judged all the time. yeah, if we're an infinite being, you're telling me <laughs> that I get only eighty to one hundred years here, not knowing who I am, and then I'm going to be judged based on that <laughs> for the rest of everything. Yeah, like that doesn't make sense. If things are infinite, right? Christians believe in, in, in that God is infinite. Well, if things are infinite then they're infinite. There is no beginning or no end, right? That means God can't create something new. If everything is infinite, God can only create infinite. He can't create something new and he can't create something outside of, I wouldn't even say himself, it's itself. Because God is energy. Mm. Male and female. Male and feminine energy are what it takes for all of creation, for everything, right? That's why the Chinese have the yin and the yang. They understand that. They understand that everything is God. Everything is balance. Everything is male and female, mm. right? The hermetic uh, doctrine teaches as above, so below. So if you think, well, what is God? Mm. Well, for me to believe in the God of the Bible is really hard, but for me to look at hermetics and say, well, they believe that as above, so below. Well, if energy is male and female and God is energy, then we're a representation of that in the, in the physical form as male and female. And when male and female energy comes together, it creates what happens when we have sex, we create, we are an image of what we already are here. Like, and I'm not trying to teach like, you know, like I'm a, like I'm creating some religion, right? I don't want people to believe what I believe. People would be like, well, why are you saying that? You're, you're on the podcast telling it. Yeah. I'm just telling you what my view of what I've discovered, right? I don't believe in a religion. I don't believe in a doctrine. I don't believe in this is what God is. And that's the end all be all right. I'm discovering every day what, what, Mm-hmm. what God is, which is more of what I am, which is more of what we, what we all are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was really good. Um, I mean, what you're saying there with God and everything, I, uh, 
was there for you to gain these understandings was that all through you use meditation you said to get to that level of being able to see this like what what did it take for you to realize that everyone was god so the the studying again it started to satisfy the mind right so as i went down the journey and i started reading books and it it took me a while to find the right books too and then once i found the right book in my opinion mm. that author would name other authors and other books that led them to their conclusions right because again mm. the people that i typically want to research are people that are not trying to teach a religion like hey i you know like like joseph smith and the mormons right like hey i'm i'm I had this awakening and now I'm going to go create this religion and try to, you know, gain all these followers. I'm, I'm not trying to do that. I want people to wait. You have to wake up on your own. Yeah. If anybody tells you that I'm going to wake you up or I'm going to tell you something that's going to wake yeah. you up, run the other freaking direction quick because they're going to try to convince you of their belief. They're trying to get their belief in you and to get you to believe what they believe. I'm not trying to get you to believe what I believe. I'm trying to stimulate your mind yeah. to go down the journey that I went down and then to meditate the way I meditated so that you get that revelation yourself. Yeah. Then you and I, like, I know you're awake. That's why you and I can talk about it yeah. because you already discovered it. Remember when you met me and, and you came to my house the first yeah. night? Yeah. Your face was like, that the whole night, right? Because the things I was saying were resonating with you. Exactly. Where when I talk to someone that's not awake, like I'm scaring the shit out of them, right? Because it's challenging their belief, right? And most of them, they don't want to hear it and then they get offended and you know, and it's really because they just don't yeah, want to listen to it. When someone right. gets offended, it's just because you're saying something that's challenging what they believe. There's no need to be offended. If you really believe what you believe, then defend it. Yeah. Don't don't act that way, you know? Yeah, I know for me, like, I gained the same understanding, right? And that was that's when I think when I met you the first time is when I kinda was like I was like, Really? You you see things the same way as me? I think you were the first person I met that I realized you see it the same way I do. And I was like, I I'm like, Whoa, I mean there's other people? <laughs> like me. Yeah, but That's think it. about it. If you are God, yeah. And again, I don't want people to imagine the God in the Bible, right? Cuz when you think that, people think that you have this big ego, right? Like you think that you created yeah, everybody and you yeah, control yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. That's not what God is to me. Yeah. So it's hard for me to tell someone that's not awake that I believe I'm God. Yeah. I'm very careful when people ask me that people question. People have been killed for saying that. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? So recently actually. Yeah, but I mean look at in Jesus. The Middle East, I think it happened. Jesus got yeah. I mean, well, if you believe that the story was actually real, I mean in the story, in the Bible, Jesus was crucified for saying he was God. Exactly. I believe that he was crucified for saying he was God in the Bible because the church at that time had to make a story so that people were afraid of realizing that they were God. If you realize you're God, Oliver, what happened to Jesus is gonna to happen to you. Yeah. Jesus Ooh. is the only one another, that can be God. Another one. So the church said, hey, we're gonna create a story and we'll give the Christians Jesus. We'll give them one person. We'll give them one way. Yeah. 
but they can never be God. See, and that's the problem that I had as a Christian was, wait, you're asking me to believe in something, first of all, that's not even possible. <laughs> like, the, the, to me, and again, I don't want to offend people, but think about it logically. You're telling me to follow Jesus and be like Jesus, but I can't be like Jesus. I can be similar to Jesus, but I can never achieve what Jesus achieved because he was the only son of God. The Bible said Jesus is the only son of God. Mm. I believe that we are all God, and I believe that in the story, if you understand the Philosopher's Stone, that Jesus was trying to say that we are all God, and the, relig the, the political people of the time did not want him to empower people like that. So they made an example of him, which again, in the story, yeah. they're trying to get people to understand, we're the politicians and we're in power. And if you want to rise up, because at that time, there, were, um, a lot of there was a lot of philosophy and a lot of metaphysical teaching going on. Mm -hmm. in that area, right? And they were waking people up. They didn't like that. So they had to create this story, yeah. religion, whatever you want to call it, to create the reality that they want people to live in, which is fear, mm -hmm. so that you don't wake up. They created a world where people are so in the illusion they're afraid to wake up. Think about it. People are afraid to say that they're God. They're afraid to even believe they're God. Oh, yeah. You tell a Christian you believe that you're God, they think, they think you're the devil and that you have lost your mind. I was terrified to say it the first time. I was like, I'm God. Right, but when and you say like, it, it means like something different, though. Because yeah. when you wake up, your old illusion of God goes away and you can say it now yeah. freely. Yeah. Like you can tell yourself, oh, my God, I am God. Like all this time... Everyone's been telling me I had to go outside myself <laughs> to someone else or some book or something mm -hmm. to learn about myself. We're, we're, we're already born with everything. So now you said something interesting earlier. You said that everyone has to figure it out for themselves, right? You can't give them the glasses. No. They have to somehow find the glasses for themselves. Mm -hmm. So how does somebody that's watching that's maybe not awoke... And they were like, like, well, how do I get there? Like, do I got to go read books or do I got to do like sit in meditation, close my eyes and breathe? Am I going to wake up suddenly? Like, how does someone that get to that point and understand that they are God? Like, how, how can somebody do that? Go back in time. So we've been taught that the farther back we go in humanity, the stupider we were. Like when I was a child, I used to envision 10,000 BC or whatever, right? As a caveman with a, you know, a club, you know, throwing his woman over his shoulder, you know, yeah. beating his chest. Oh, 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 right? Because that's mm. what we're taught in school about yeah. history, right? Mm. The Ice Age and all that stuff. But if you look at the pyramids, I wouldn't even say the pyramids because it's the pyramid Right, because the Egyptians tried to copy the Pyramid of Giza. The Pyramid of Giza is so perfect in every way that like everything about the earth is encoded in that pyramid structure. Mm. All of the math, the placement on the earth and everything, the math shows the exact circumference of the earth. Right. 
it shows the exact placement of the earth in the universe. Like, like there's so much knowledge in code and it's still scientists today cannot explain how the pyramids were built. They will literally tell you engineers today, the best, smartest engineers today will tell you with all the technology and the machinery that we have today, we cannot rebuild that pyramid. We cannot lift those, you know, five, 10 ton stone blocks that were cut out of granite and lifted and carried miles and miles and miles and miles. Like, how does that happen? Like if people want to wake up, they have to start asking those questions. Why, why, okay, why can my religion, if my religion knows the origin of the world and the origin of mankind, why does it not know the origin of how man built that pyramid? How does it not know how man built, uh, there's megalithic structures in India that are literally carved out of rock where the earth was flat and they literally carved the rock down and there's buildings inside there where you can walk in. It was all carved out of solid rock. Like we don't have the technology to do that now. Wow. You know, you look at the fact that they've, they've uncovered ruins now that are older than what the Bible claims from when man existed. You know, so like a lot of these theories, the, the smarter we're becoming now and the deeper we're going in the earth, because, you know, archaeology, the deeper we're going down, mm. the more discoveries we're finding now that are blowing away a lot of what religion has taught us. Mm -hmm. But still people are asleep because they're so afraid to believe something different. Mm. So if people really want to wake up, they got to start asking those type of questions. Right. And I did. And my pastor couldn't answer those questions. Like, what about the dinosaurs? You know, the Bible teaches that the earth is like, you know, 10,000 years old or something like that. Well, the dinosaurs were millions of years old, supposedly, right? So how, how does that work, right? <laughs> so it's like things like that. It's like all these questions that I had, I just started doing research, you know? I started researching, what if humans were smarter before? Like, what about this theory? What if we were so smart before, right? Think about it. And what if we had so much money and power and technology, right? We had nuclear technology and things even beyond that that we don't even know exist, right? And what if we just decided one day, let's say the world was all, all positive, right? Everything was good, technology. It's like the golden age, right? Like go study Atlantis. Yeah. What if we just decided one day and evil crept in? Because I think this is what happened. And what if human consciousness one day evolved to a point where you and I just all of a sudden we were the first ones that said, what if we could control all these people? No one ever thought that before, right? And we had all this technology and we go, what if we just annihilated the entire world's population except for a small group of people? And what if we wiped out all information, all knowledge, all everything? And what if we just create a reality that we want them to believe and let them live in it. And they'll never know that we're controlling everything. And then we'll just re-release the world that we want to create. Like what if, what if, what if the Wright brothers, and I'm not saying this happened. I'm just, I'm just throwing things out to get people to think, but I think like this. What if someone that had the knowledge already of flight went to like the Wright brothers and said, Hey, we're going to let you be the guys. 
you're going to be rich because they're going to appeal to the material world, right? You're going to have all the money you want, all the power, but you can't ever tell anybody. If you do, we're going to kill you. But you're going to you're going to invent this thing called the airplane, right? And then these people, you and I, we're the ones cashing in on all that, right? Because we're we have hidden everything and we've like reset the whole world, right? To me, that theory makes more sense on why you can't explain how are the pyramids created because that knowledge was taken away. Humans don't have that anymore. I talked to you last night about you're teaching your kids things, right? Aren't, aren't your kids going to pass that knowledge on to their kids and then to their kids and then to their kids? Well, where along the human consciousness evolution process did that get fucked up? Like every like they built the pyramids, right? Like that must have been some freaking awesome technology, right? Where did humanity all of a sudden go, oh my God, we forgot how we built that thing right there. Yeah. The pyramid's been there since it's been built, right? They, <laughs> how do we just forget? <laughs> no one can find the tools and they're trying to tell us that Something's sticks so and rocks built that. Right. Because, again, with the way that they said the, the age of the earth and everything. Right. And how they have taught us consciousness has evolved. Well, consciousness, the way I was taught in school, went backwards, meaning you're telling me a caveman built the pyramid then. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> and he just did it for fun. Like this. I'm going to build this huge, magnificent freaking thing. <laughs> and then you're and then you're telling me that, you know, and dinosaurs were around and those were huge. Right. Like some of them were probably as big as the damn pyramid. Like they could have crushed that thing. I mean, I mean, there's just so many questions you can come up with. Right. So mm -hmm. what people need to do is they need to go back and study the origin of controversy. Go study philosophy. Read philosophy. Philosophy is what the church doesn't want you to, to study because philosophy is not a religion. Philosophy challenges you to think about different ways that things could be. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a threat to religion, right? And that's why philosophy is not a thing of the culture today. You know, it's not popular. Yeah. But it was popular at one time, even in this country. But all those authors, you know, they're, they're, they're buried. They're not pop, popular in the mainstream. I mean, look at the mainstream media now, you know, CNN and all these brainwashing companies. They're not going to promote any of these old books that, that are that valuable. But that knowledge is out there. Those books exist. And I went out and I found them. And, you know, you got to track them down. And then you find one. And then while you're reading that book, that author will mention another book. And then I would go buy that book. You know, and I just followed the rabbit hole. And when it started to satisfy my mind, mm -hmm. then I would go in and meditate, right? Mm -hmm. And with the meditation would be bring clarity in the spiritual to the mind. Because the mind is never going to understand spiritual while it's in the physical. It's just not going to happen. It's interesting, like, how amazing study and meditation can be. I know I'm a little different from you, I think, in the you seem to kind of question a lot of things. And as I went through life, I was kind of just like, I was just like, well, I don't know the answers, so I'm just gonna go with the flow. I don't right. know what else to believe. That's I, what we're I, taught. Yeah, and so that's what I did for so long. And then um, for me, 
what shattered everything I believed and kind of made me start questioning everything again was when I did plant medicine, like mushrooms. Yep. And that was just like a shock, like a freaking nuclear bomb. Absolutely. <laughs> so now do you have any, um, like what's your thoughts on, I know you achieved what you've, um, your insights and the way you view things through research and meditation, but what's your thoughts on plant medicine and if that has, does that help you to achieve um, further enlightenment or? Plant medicine is a tool. Yeah. It's, um, we've been taught in the world that it's a drug, right? And because unfortunately in this stupid reality we live in, it's a drug, you know, we can't ever recommend people to do it. But I would say if somebody was curious enough to try it and they wanted to try it like I was, it, it is a tool and it, but you got to be careful too, because if you're not ready for it, it, it could be a horrible experience. You know, my first psychedelic experience was absolutely terrifying. It was horrible, <laughs> but then it was good at the same time <laughs> after the fact, right? Like after it was over, Especially the way I am, like I, I was like, oh man, that was awesome. Like I totally oh, like thank lost. God it, thank God it ended. <laughs> thank God it ended, but it, but for me, it opened my mind that there is, there is another reality that we don't see. Mm. Like yeah. we're not when you're in the physical body, in in the physical mind, we don't see anything spiritual. We can sense it as you develop it, right, you can sense it more. Like now I'm very spiritual. I can, I can sense energy, mm -hmm. but I, I can't see it because I have eyeballs. I have human eyes. We don't see that spectrum, right? So in this reality, we're not gonna see that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right, right. So would you say it's, as a tool, you said it's a tool, like how would, how would somebody could somebody take that tool and help them wake up with it? Or is it um, something to just build on what you, once you've already achieved enlightenment? It'll allow them to do up. what I just said you can't do in the physical. To see the spiritual side. Absolutely. And it's like a freight train. Like if you, if you do it right, which again, I'm not recommending to do it. You need to do it with someone that can make sure you're dosing it right and you know, I've seen people run around freaking naked around the city and get taken to jail because right, right. they freaked out. You know what I mean? And that's why it's important that you take the right dose. But if, if you do it right, it, it will awaken you immediately. Okay. And it's terrifying, but it's a beautiful thing too. Mm -hmm. Because it happens so fast, right? Versus the way I went, it was a slower process, right? If someone's going to take a dose of, say, mushrooms or something to wake up immediately, it'll be terrifying, but the next day, you're going to wake up like you're a whole new person. Like, you're, like you're not even going to see the world the same anymore. Like, it's, it, it, it really is the most amazing thing. Um, you go outside and you look at nature like immediately, you know, cause you've done it, mm -hmm. but it's like everything changes just like that. Mm -hmm. But see, some people can't handle that because if they're so 
and I even hate the word religion, right? Because again, that can be offensive. I just say material. Like people that are just so physical and not spiritual at all, mm-hmm. I mean, that could just shock the hell out of them. And that's happened to people too. So I recommend people to kind of go down the journey a little bit and, and prepare the mind. Prepare, yeah. Like if you decide you're going to do it, yeah. learn about the experience and the medicine and then plan, plan when you're going to do it, where you're going to do it, the environment that you're in, like I wouldn't want to go do a, a, a journey or I call it a journey. If I'm in a point of my life where I have a lot of stuff going on and I'm real stressed out, like if I'm like starting a new business, for example, yeah. that's a very stressful period of time on the mind. I probably wouldn't want to do a mushroom trip at that point, right? I'd want to do it at a point in my life where I could not have to think about anything. You know, so where you're at mentally. Yeah. And people will know when they're at that point. Right. Because the universe. know. Look, we're all God. You know, right. When yeah. your life will line up at the right time. Mm. Like you'll hear this podcast at the right time. You'll plan the journey at the right time. You'll take your first journey at the right time. Yeah. You'll wake up when you're supposed to wake up. Mm-hmm. Nobody wakes up until they're supposed to wake up. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like I can tell you, hey, I recommend you do this, but don't even listen to me there. Do what you feel, mm-hmm. right? You know, you know you better than I know you. Gotcha. But see, like I knew me, like I knew the way I needed to go on my journey. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't just do a hero dose. I knew for me the way I am and the way my brain works, I had to go in and study. I had to I had to answer those questions in order to get over the religion because I was so I mean, dude, I was the guy in church in the front row like I had my wife hated I had to sit in the front row like I had to I had to get the spirit all over me. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. because that's my mind was like, hey, if I'm going to believe this, I I want all of it. And it, it just I never got all of it. That makes sense. I did everything. I, again, I was the guy in the front row. I should have got all of it, but I didn't get all of it. I studied. I, I went to uh, Bible cl- like, um, like conferences, right? Like I used to go to those things when my pastor would put it on. I went to a preach the word conference because I thought, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be a pastor. <laughs> like I was in deep study in the Bible. So it's not like I'm a guy that just grew up around religion and I'm mad at religion for some reason, like something happened. Mm. I was even successful when I was a Christian. I made, you know, six figures a month. Like I had no reason to like, cause a lot of times, you know, religious people will be like, Oh, something must've happened, you know? And he blames yeah, God. Yeah. That, none of that happened. Yeah. No one had just answered my questions. Like my life was great. Yeah, I made yeah, money. Yeah. I was successful in the world. I traveled the world. I was able to do anything. I wanted, I had everything I ever wanted, except that part of my life, those questions would never be answered and religion never filled it. So for me, I had to go the way that I went. Now, some people, they may be at a point in their life where they just know I got to just take a hero dose right now. (laughs) Right. And Hey, again, I'm not telling you to do it, but if that's you and you do it, it's the right time. And you're going to have the right experience. But again, I would recommend to anybody, just prepare your journey. Don't be Mm -hmm. stupid. This is not a drug. It is a medicine. And you need to respect it. Do it somewhere 
where you're not going to be around people. You know, you're not going to be around your kids. You're going to be alone. And, you know, maybe you have a friend there that you trust that's going to be sober just to watch you. They're not going to be in the same room as you, but they'll be in the same home maybe just to check on you once in a while. (coughs) Make sure that you're not doing something stupid. Mm -hmm. And if you are freaking out, they can come and remind you. None of this is real right now. You know what I mean? They can just ground you back down. Because I wouldn't want to see anybody have a bad experience their first time. Because yeah. it it really is amazing when you do it the right way. Yeah. You know, I think you said some key things in the beginning, too. You said how people, uh, you know, you can just, you, you, like for you, you could, you could just, you knew something wasn't, the pieces weren't fitting together, right? Mm-hmm. And I think probably most people, if they really think about it, they can probably relate to that, right? Because it's all a story. It's all just... I think deep down, everyone can relate to that. They just want to admit they it. Want, some people want it because they're so deep into that. If they admit to it now, it's like, well, then 30 years of my life has been a joke. Every human being, Oliver, deep, deep down, and they may not admit it, they want to know the origin. Of they do. They truly Why do. they're here. Why am I here? Yeah. What is yeah. all of this for? Yes. But we're just taught not to answer, not to ask, yeah. right? You're you're made to be like, like like cast out of society if you think anything different than what society believes. And that's unfortunate that we live in supposedly the land of freedom, right? We live in America here at least, um, but it's really not freedom because I don't have the freedom to believe what I want to believe. <laughs> I mean, I have the freedom to believe it, but if I publicize it, yeah. I get condemned for it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I have the freedom and the right to believe it in my own mind, but I'm taught in this society that I have to be silent about it. Yeah. You know, like some people are going to watch this and probably be offended that I said, I don't believe that Jesus really lived and died. I don't believe that. I don't believe there's no evidence that I have been shown, me personally. And again, I'm not telling... Other people may have seen evidence. Maybe the Bible is evidence enough for them. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I don't judge that, though, because that's them, right? And and that's where they're at consciously in their experience. Mm -hmm. So if believing that satisfies them in their experience and they're happy and they can live a happy life, who am I to to ruin that Mm -hmm. and try to tell them you have to believe what I believe? That's why I don't... I don't want people to judge me because I say I don't believe Jesus lived. Just like I don't judge you for believing that he did live. Like Mm -hmm. that's how humans got to get to that point where we can all allow each other to believe whatever each other wants and not judge them for it. Mm -hmm. Because the way I treat you isn't any different because I believe something different than you. Yeah. And that's sad to me that religion makes people that way. Like I can't be friends with someone if they don't believe what I believe. And now in today's world, that's being taken to the extreme, even outside of religion. Like there's people now that if you don't believe there's 327 genders, they don't want to be your friend, right? Like now it's being taken. You see what I mean? Like something that humanity has done to itself is now taking it to an extreme with all kinds of other things. So if you look at what humans are doing now mm-hmm. and go, hey, maybe they did this with religion, then all of a sudden you start questioning things. And again, you're not going to question things unless you're ready for it. That's true. 
Because if someone's really asleep, nothing I say right now is going to penetrate. They're going to get off the podcast and they're going to go right back to that mundane kind of do the same thing every day. You know, maybe life gets a little bit better, you know, every once in a while because I get a promotion at my job or something. But that's the way most people live and most people are happy that way. And I'm cool. If they're happy that way, that's cool. But while you're doing that, I'm going to be over here and I'm going to be very joyful, right? Because I know what I know. And in my experience, that's what allows me to be the way I am, right? Like I love waking up in the morning. I get up at three o'clock in the morning every morning and I meditate from like three to six o'clock and then I have my coffee and all that. And it's to the point now where I, I, if I missed that time, mm-hmm. I don't even know how my day would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the time where I'm spending with my spiritual self, mm-hmm. not in my ego. Yeah. Everybody wakes up and they're just immediately in their ego. Like you wake up, I'm Oliver. Mm-hmm. But you're really not Oliver. Oliver is just that ego yeah. that you believe that you are. It's that yeah. character that you've created, right, in this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. I like to wake up as God and I like to tap in to that side so that when I decide at six o'clock to enter this reality now and, you know, basically come out of the green room and back onto the set and back into the character again that I have to play, Mm -hmm. right? Because unfortunately we have to make money, we have to pay bills, you have to be a dad, you have to play that part, Mm -hmm. right? But you don't always have to be that part. Like, can you imagine if an actor was always that part and they were never themselves? That's the way I look at life. Like, you have to be yourself sometimes. And when we're in this right now, we're not ourselves right now. And most people never get to their real self and, and talk to that self and ask that self for what you need. You know, and things in my life, I don't pray for them. I just, I meditate and I just think about how I want my life to be and then things just fall in place, you know? And some people would think, oh, that's magic. It is. Magic exists. It's called manifesting as above, so below. The Bible said that God thought, he spoke, and he manifested. A human being, we think, we speak, and then we manifest. I thought about this cup. I manifested this cup. I created this, just like God creates things, right? God created the tree in the physical world, not this tree, but the (laughs) physical world, right? God created the tree because when God is in the energy form, God can create with energy. So God can create, like if I'm in that form, right? God created the tree. But when I'm in this form, I can create like that down here by thinking the thought and then I have to go design, you know, I have to design it, right? Cause we're in the physical world. I got to go design this in some software and then I have to have the right tool to print my logo on the cup. But this was an idea that was in my mind and I brought it out of my mind into the physical world. And now you're seeing it. God does this, which is us in the spiritual world but with spiritual things like God can create a, a physical earth 
because he can manipulate all of that. I can't do that when I'm in the body though. So in the morning, I like to connect back with who I really am, right? And that is the source of all information. That's why I would tell people, I can't wake you up. You're already God. You just need to have an experience to realize it. I can't give you that experience. I can't, I can't give you any kind of knowledge because again, knowledge is a physical thing. Mm, wow. When you know everything, think about this. I'll trip you out. If you know everything, there is no knowledge. If you already know everything, what, what is the, all knowledge is, is a word yeah. that man created yeah. to describe I say a sentence and I call that knowledge now, <laughs> right? Yeah. And now I can brainwash you because you uh, think the, that because something is knowledge, mm. right? That it means knowledge. Yeah. See what I mean? Mm. Like I could really trip you out on some of the studies I've done just on language itself. Like we made up language yeah. to describe all of this confusion because we were God before, right? Where we knew everything. And now we're in this brain, in this physical world, and we know nothing, and we're all confused. Mm -hmm. So we had to create language to try to describe all this stuff, right? Like now, when I say tree, we both agree that the sound tree means that thing over there. Yeah. But that's not really a tree. Mm -hmm. That is a vibrational pattern at a certain frequency that in its physical form, because we have eyeballs, those vibrations and the color and the sound and all that, it's coming in through the eyes, in through the ears. And when we, when we touch it, it's coming in through feeling physical, right? Mm -hmm. All of our senses are taking spiritual energy in through this receiver called a body. And it's just projecting out this reality that we believe is real. But that tree is really not what you see. Like, think about this. If there was no human eyeball, if the human eyeball did not exist at all, mm. would any of this even be here? <laughs> the only reason this is here is because that energy is going in the eyeball and the eyeball is doing its thing with the energy and it's projecting out a vision. So my body is converting the spiritual world into the physical world. So waking up is really realizing that none of this is even real. It's not real. Wow. If there wasn't an eyeball, there wouldn't be anything. If there wasn't an ear, you ever heard if a tree falls in a forest and there was no one there, would it make a sound? The answer is no. If there was no ear to take the vibration into the eardrum, that converts it into a sound that you now hear because you have an ear and a brain to take that signal, put it into the brain and then receive it. However, we re whatever sound, what the hell is even sound? Yeah. Like we just created the word to describe that when I say something, you hear it and you're converting it. Uh, it's just weird that we can even talk and understand each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's crazy. you start thinking like, I mean, I could go on forever about this stuff. What's well, like if you watch a movie in a foreign language? I love, I love to do that. And just listen to the sounds they're making back and forth because I can't understand it. But that's exactly what we're doing. See, if you but, really think about it, we're, we're making a bunch of sounds and somehow 
you've associated those sounds to mean something. You've associated it to something. And so in your brain's the processing The only difference at, uh, with foreign people is they, they were just told that this was a different sound than tree. Yeah. And they believed that. So when they say tree, they just say it yeah, different exactly. than you say it. They have a different sound for it. Okay, now <laughs> let's go even deeper. Humans don't even know where we came from, yet we're trying to explain all of this stuff. How does that make any logical sense? <laughs> oh, man. Like science, for example. Like, all science is, is humans trying to explain how things we don't understand work. Yeah. And they get stumped all the time. They're like, no, and they change all the time, <laughs> right? They say, oh, a real scientist, you know, your, your position is always changing. Well, yeah, they have to say that because back in the day yeah. when they used to say, you know, it, it, science is only one way because it used to be that way. When, when they would discover something, like that's the way it is. But then the older humans become and the more conscious we become, the more intelligent we become, we realize that because we were less conscious then, the more conscious we are, the more awake we become, the better we see things, right? So now all of a sudden, we go, wait a minute, the way we believed about that before, like we used to believe the earth was flat. Now we look back and go, how the hell did we believe that? Yeah. Although some people still freaking believe that, which is the stupidest thing ever, but yeah, there's plenty of evidence. I mean, if you, you just look out in the sky, you can totally tell, but... Um, so again, you, you just talk about language itself. It's not real. It's just something we created to try to communicate because we don't understand all of this. We were just here for an experience, right? But again, humanity is going through its own, like humans are all at different consciousness levels, right? And like, you know, like some humans are way less conscious than other humans. And humanity as a whole is going through its own conscious evolution. Does that make sense? Like we're all as a species going through it. Yeah. And I feel that we're all obligated to wake up yeah. because the more we wake up, the more we're adding to the consciousness of humanity as a whole, because eventually all of humanity is going to wake up. Eventually, there, the, this, all this evil crap that's going on right now, this is just a part of conscious evolution. Like right now, I think more people are waking up because look at how the world is right now. It's really bad. And people are starting to realize that the way the world was when we grew up, it, it's not real. It's not like that. It's not even like that anymore. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's because there's people that are changing the way reality is. Like... It used to be safe to walk to school when I was a kid. Like my parents wouldn't have even had a thought about that. My parent, yeah. my wife will not, like my wife never let my kids walk to school because we don't live in that reality anymore, right? Like because the news tells us it's not safe anymore to go outside. Right. Even though the, the world is still the same as it was when we were kids, really. Mm -hmm. They just highlight crime more yeah, now, yeah, yeah. right? So again, people have to realize that the re if you just believe the reality that you're told, I guess this is kind of the, the, the sum of what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. If you just believe that life is the way you were told right now and you've never questioned it, 
you have to know that you're asleep. Mm. Now the question is, do you want to wake up? Yeah. Because it's okay if people don't want to wake up. Look, some people, like I believe in reincarnation, but I don't believe in it the way like the, the Hindus believe in it. Like Hindus uh -huh. believe that like your actual ego reincarnates. Like Oliver is going to reincarnate. Now you might reincarnate and be a girl or something next time or whatever, but, but like who you are reincarnates. I don't believe that. To me, that doesn't make any sense because yeah. that would mean That'd we're all ego. different. That means yeah. we're all different, yeah, right? I believe God reincarnates every minute, every second of every day. Yeah. Every time yeah. someone's born, God's reincarnating again into another ego, right? Another ego is going to form to add to the experience. Think about it. Every time another human is born, God is allowing a whole new ego to be developed uh, yeah. to add to the experience <laughs> that he's already having. Yeah. Like by that human interacting with other humans, it's adding to the experience. That human is going to invent something or do something that's cr creating this world. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it from that perspective of God is everybody, I believe that God reincarnates that way, right? So, and when you believe that, then it's, you can be free from this whole, like, when I die thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about when I die. When I die, I'm just going to, I'm going to be back what I was before. I'll remember all this. But guess what else I'll remember? Every other life I've ever lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why all of this is mm. is so that God that energy whatever it is can think about how beautiful that is like God is creating and experiencing itself whatever it is mm -hmm. it's doing all of this at once and that is amazing right mm. and I do believe just to kind of finish up that human consciousness like when I was a kid life was pretty good Right? It's pretty peaceful. There wasn't like a lot. There was wars and things, but it wasn't as bad as now. Now it's like the, the heartbeat is getting stronger and stronger. The pulse is getting stronger and stronger. And I feel we're getting closer to the time where humans are going to wake up. And astrologically, if you study astrology like I have now, which I was taught by the church was evil, like there's a lot to astrology. And during the time that the story of Jesus came, we were astrologically the earth was in the astrological sign of the fish, mm -hmm. which is why Jesus was the fisher of men, right? That was a point of human consciousness where humanity was satisfied with religion. And that period of time, religion, and that's why Christianity exploded because consciousness wanted that. It needed something to believe in to help it evolve, to help it learn evil and good, bad, you know, because the Bible had a purpose. There was a purpose in humanity for that story because you would come to Christ and religion was a tool to say, I want to be better, to teach about good and evil, right? And all those things. So there was a point that religion needed to be in humanity to evolve it. I believe we're at a point now where, and I'm an example of it, consciously I'm not back there anymore because religion doesn't satisfy me. It did for a period of my life, mm -hmm. but I evolved so fast consciously 
that I got to the point where I couldn't believe that stuff anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it gets it gets hard to even explain, you know, because, like, what is consciousness at the end of the day? And I would just end with that. You know, I would leave people with, just ask yourself, like, what is consciousness? Like, when I open my eyes in the morning and I believe I am who I am, and I'm in the, like, what is this? Yeah. Why is this? And then the universe will lead you where you need to go. Yeah. Well, awesome. I know we're out of time pretty much for today, but what an amazing discussion about this I mean that was some amazing stuff we talked about and you know for me I just the one question I always ask is it's always on my mind seems like what am I doing here how did I get here and why am I here those are the three questions and when you said at the end you know um you think that that could be answered right it can be answered but it can't be answered by anybody in our lifetime it may we may get that answer right I believe in our lifetime that we're going to see consciousness flip because we're not astrologically, we're not in that fish anymore, right? We're in the Aquarius sign and the age, it's the water symbol. And I believe that we're in the age where faith doesn't satisfy human mm-hmm. consciousness any longer. Yeah. You know, faith is, is it, it worked for a while, but we're in the age of knowing. Yeah. People want to know. So that, and that was me. I think that's exciting. Move. I mean, as we exit this this session here, I mean, for anyone listening, that can be an exciting thing to know that. Because one of the biggest questions people always ask after they get woke up is, "What do I do now?" You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I do with this? I got all this amazing knowledge. Now, what do I do with it? You'll know. And then they'll know. So just like how you and I met, you know, <laughs> it, it's every most of the people that I wake think think like I do. Yeah. My whole world changed because again. I know I'm energy and I attract what I project. Mm-hmm. And now that I think different, I'm putting out different vibes, right? Yeah. And it, it's, it's interesting how my life now is like a painting mm. versus before it was like a movie mm. where I would sit back and I'm just watching it and I'm praying that the next scene is what I need it to be, right? Like something bad's about to happen, I would pray that, that it would mm. change, right? Mm. The outcome. And now, I just meditate and I just paint my life the way I want it to look. And then I just I just sit back and I look at it. And then when I come back into the physical world, it just becomes that. Wow. It's crazy. And I wish everybody that. Awesome. I do. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today, Josh. Awesome, um, man. This was, was a great time for me. And um, for anyone listening, though, if they want to learn more about you and what you're doing or... Is there anything they can do? Yeah, so they can start. I've got a couple books on Amazon. Um, I'm in the finance world. Um, I know you and I do a lot of work together too, but um, my main um, passion for the last few years has been finance. But I wrote a book called Unveiling the Secrets of the Rich, Mm. um, which is about finance, but it is a lot about the mindset and this whole, I call it the rigged system. And it's not just the banking system. It's the whole system. It's the world system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good book. If people want to like learn a little bit more about me, 
And then I also have a book called uh, The Intelligent Banker, and I have The Intelligent Banker podcast, which I'm sure, uh-huh. you know, if people are following you, they'll be able to, to get that because we're getting ready to launch that in about a week. Is so. there a website or something they can go to? Yeah, our website is liveiws.com. Liveiws. Um, if people want to learn what we do, we, we do some really interesting things to help people that think like us or even don't really just get out of the rig system and just have better quality of life. You know, financially, because finances is one thing that nobody learns about. And I'm telling you right now, when you if you read my book, it's going to awaken you immediately that you don't know anything about money. Yeah, I've read it and it blew my mind. And after this podcast, actually, I'm going to be getting into a trust, right? Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So I welcome anybody, anybody to to come and I I love teaching what we do. I love talking about this more. But um, I'll definitely teach people what I know. I like teaching people about money. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, that's it. Awesome. Hopefully I'll be back soon. All right, cool. Thanks. All right, bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you'd like to learn more about how we help sad people improve their mental health by growing happy mushrooms at home using an all-in-one simple growing system that doesn't require any complicated instructions or expensive equipment, then check us out at curativemushrooms.com. Psilocybin remains illegal under the federal law in the United States. We do not advocate for, endorse, or intend for this podcast to be used to violate federal law. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.